Chloe, I think it's about time we had a guest on here, don't you? You know what? You're absolutely right. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Fact of Life podcast. We have a special treat today. We've been diving into some pretty deep topics recently. And while those are great, and we've loved doing that for you guys, we have a little bit more of a lighthearted episode, but one that I think is still really important. Today, we're diving into relationships um, from the perspective of young people in today's day and age. And today, we're going to have a special guest, our dear friend, Hinson Pede. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, we're so excited. This is our first guest. Tenson, how does it feel to be our first guest? Amazing. I know I'm special. Glad y'all confirmed that for me. Yeah. He's also our director of communications. We don't really know what that means, but he has a special role in handing out business cards when we go places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm the expert. Henson's <laughs> one of our really great friends. So when we decided to finally tackle this episode that had honestly, like Chloe said, been requested quite a few times, we wanted to make sure that we brought on all perspectives. So, you know, y'all have been asking us for a while to give us that perspective of young Christian conservative women, but there we, we decided to bring on kind of the male perspective when talking about relationships as well. So it'll be a good episode today. We're excited to see what each other has to say, but also what Henson has to say. And this really is a milestone. Our first guest on the podcast. That's right. We actually have one lined up for next week as well. So I know. This we're going to be really exciting. I'm and first. Excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Henson's first. Okay, Henson, we're going to start this off and we're just going to get really deep. But I want to explain my perspective, but I am waiting now. Like, I want to be able to develop my friendships and my relationships with a broader base of people. And really, like, I am a social butterfly. I want to have a lot of relationships, maybe not in the same romantic relationship way, Mm -hmm. but um, I really value friendships and um, and mentorships and all of that. And I want to focus on that and focus on my career and really establish who I am and who I want to be in my relationship in the community before I really tackle relationships on an individual basis Mm -hmm. so i'm not dating now i don't plan to be dating in the next few years i plan to wait until i know who i am i know what my life is going to look like i just don't think you know dating now so much can change um in the next few years as we really become young adults and actual adults so I want to make sure I have that settled down first before I go out and drag somebody along with me on the crazy adventures of life. Yeah, you know, honestly, I really, I really, really respect that because I feel like a lot of people are, a lot of people in our generation are a lot more prone to rush into things and they're definitely like, like getting into relationships and like marriage and that kind of thing is definitely I I really do believe varies depending on the person like as far as age like age of life goes so I might in no by no means um like harping on people who get married young or in relationships young but I do think our generation is prone to rush into things relationship wise and not really know what they're looking for and just want to be in a relationship for the sake of a relationship and so people who are able to recognize that maybe getting into a relationship would be better if they did it in a couple of years from now. I like 100% completely respect and I'm like so 
I think it's so great to see that because there's so many people that you do not see that from mm-hmm. nowadays mm-hmm. who maybe it is true. It is true, but they just choose to deny it. Yeah, absolutely. So on that topic of like of waiting or like as as a young as young people, like what are we thinking about high school dating and relationships? I personally think um, relationships that young, I feel like tend to be more focused on feelings and they're not necessarily bad feelings. Yes. Um, you know, love is a feeling and you should have love in a relationship. But when we're talking about marriage and we're talking about long-term relationships, there's something beyond the feeling of love. You have to be compatible. Um, you're spending the rest of your life with this person. You're going to be starting a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very important that of course you have the feeling there, but it can't just be a feeling. Mm-hmm. Feelings mm-hmm. are for friendships. Um, you know, you've probably heard you don't want to necessarily be a roommate with your best friend. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You have the feeling there, but you're just not compatible. So I really think high school relationships especially, you, you're you so young, you don't have that mindset of will we be compatible? And you're in high school. Mm-hmm. You don't know what your future is. Most high schoolers don't even know what their life is going to look like in the next three yeah. years in yeah. the middle of college. So I really think somebody should, um, going back to my previous point, we have to know that we're compatible before we really make this a serious relationship. It can't just be about feelings and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my perspective on this has definitely changed since coming to college. And obviously, it will probably continue to grow and change over time as I get older and more life experience. But if you would have asked me this in high school, I probably would have lean, like been a little bit more prone to say, oh, yeah, like I think high school relationships are fine. Like I probably still wouldn't have been behind every single high school relationship wholeheartedly yeah for sure but i would have been more likely to be like oh yeah like i 100 percent like that's totally great but now i think since coming to college and just like seeing what a huge change like in phase of life it is Mm -hmm. i am just so much more hesitant to say yes now like i know people who dated in high school and are married now or even some of my dear friends from high school dated in high school and they're engaged right now Um, So they're definitely like high school relationships are not going to fail every time. But I think it all comes down to like what Henson said about like knowing yourself and knowing your compatibility with that person. And I think it requires an extra level of maturity in Mm -hmm. that relationship. And so most high high school relationships, you're not going to get that maturity. Yeah, Um, but it definitely does appear in some of them. But I do definitely think my opinion has changed now that I'm in college just seeing I mean, the phases of life are just so completely different. You grow and learn so much about yourself that it's just, I feel like it would be hard. Now, obviously, I didn't experience a relationship going from high school to college, but I think it would be hard learning about yourself and growing in that area um, while also, like, being in a relationship and, like, being there for that person. Yeah, I but I think there's also something to be said for that kind of thing. And I'm not, I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I feel about this because, there, I think there comes a point where if you haven't, like, thought about it and you haven't been in an experience where you have, like, I don't know. my One of my high school teachers, she was uh, in a huge favor of guys, like, taking girls to dances. Like, just ask mm-hmm. them. So you right. know how to treat a girl. You know how to take them on a date. You know, you know how to... You know, you know how to have like a good conversation with a girl, you know, and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that that I think that's good because you need to have those experiences. I think that's important to know. And I think it can be hard coming to college and you literally have zero experience with, you know, the opposite gender. And like, 
that that can be totally good as well. But I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting balance too because there can be benefits to it. But I also think that when people, I mean, in the increasing amount of high school relationships you see, it's just very. It's not based on anything real. It's just mm-hmm. that it's it's the it's feelings that they have, and it yeah it's it's definitely not they don't have that level of maturity. Yeah, I think so many times I don't know about y'all, but I feel like all the time I see okay either when it in high school and I guess I see this more as an adult, but they people also apply it at high school a lot that either you're dating someone for marriage or you're dating them and you have no intention whatsoever. And while I can definitely say that more as you get older, I think in high school there could kind of going off of what Chloe said be a little bit of a third category because you know when you're mm-hmm. like what 15, 16, 17 dating someone, um, you may not always necessarily be like, oh, yes, like I am going to marry this person. Or, like I right. am going to find a wife right. in my sophomore high school class. Mm-hmm. But also it just because it's not necessarily that mindset doesn't mean, oh, like I'm just dating this person like for fun. Yeah. I have no intention here. Right. Um, I really like what Chloe's high school teacher said about like growing those skills, like knowing how to treat one another in that scenario and kind of maybe even learning what characteristics you want to look for in a significant right. other someday. Yeah, absolutely. So I think high school can be a good learning experience. I think where the hesitancy for me comes in is people who become extremely committed really fast in high school. Yeah. Right. Which obviously works for some people, doesn't for others. I'm just very hesitant about it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's all about the intention. And even if that intention isn't immediately marriage, I'm dating this person to marry do you have the greater long-term intention of I am dating this person to find out what dating is like and what I want in marriage eventually? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, oh, I'm dating this person for marriage right now, but I'm dating this person with the long-term intention of marriage, not just a relationship to have a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I for always sure. have told people, I think it's great advice. Can your marriage last two phases of life and phases of life they don't need to be long faces but you need to have significant changes in your life where you are personally i know where i want to be i'm questioning where i want to be what i want to do you need to go through two phases of life to know that this person isn't there just for a season there's a quote from tyler perry that i absolutely love and not the biggest tyler perry fan but he did, you know, make this quote, and I really did like it. He compares relationships to a rocket. And, you know, when a rocket takes off, it has boosters. But eventually the rocket gets to a point where the boosters have to fall off. It wasn't because there's anything wrong with the boosters. It's just they're not made for that level. The rocket is going to a level that boosters can't, aren't compatible with. So... And that's very comparable to friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. There are some relationships that are great. They're perfect in that season. We have to make sure that our relationships aren't just boosters, that they are compatible and they can go along with that rocket. Because there are great friendships. I've had friendships that were great for a season. But long term, they just, they weren't friendships that were going to last and that I don't regret them I don't wish I could go and do them any differently they were great friendships great relationships but they just they weren't meant to be there for the long term Mm -hmm. so I think making sure people go through 
two phases of life, really make sure that you're there for the right reasons and that you can withstand the challenges that come your way. Because mm-hmm. there will be a lot of challenges in your relationship going forward. So going off of that, I, I'm interested, what do y'all think? I know Hinson said two phases of life, but what do y'all think is like too short of a time to like date someone before you know you're ready to marry them? I, you know? I think it I think it totally depends. Mm-hmm. For us as really young people, I think it's it's for sure so much longer. But I mean my parents my dad was 28. My mom was 23 when they met. They were both out of college, both had jobs. They were both in a position to, to get married. And so they met and married within a year, you know, and I mean, they've been married for 25 years. Like, so it's, it's, I think it's very different for a lot of people. I don't think you shouldn't be engaged for a prolonged mm-hmm. amount of time. I think you should date, have a short engagement and then get mm-hmm. married. I don't think you should be engaged for a long time. I agree with that. Um, my general principle is the two phases of life, whatever that is. Um, but I also, I agree, like, it's dependent upon the people. There are some people who come into a relationship, I know what I want, you are what I want, and they just know this is exactly the person meant for me. And I'm not here to deny that. I'm not here to say anything against that. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally possible. But there are some people who think they know what they want in a relationship, and those type of people... They need to wait a little bit longer in that dating phase. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's totally dependent. Mm-hmm. Th- there's an interesting point I want to I want to bring up, and it's kind of going back to a little bit we we're talking about with like high school relationships. Um, a mentor of mine was talking to me, and she was uh, talking about a relationship that she had in high school, and it was a wonderful relationship. Like she t- fully believed that God had him there for the season that he was meant to be in. They grew apart, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a hard like heartbreak breakup. It was just they drifted apart you know, before they graduated and, but she knows that she truly, like they truly loved each other and it was a really good thing. And she said that was really helpful for her because she never felt the same way about another guy. Like she went on other dates, but she never felt the same way about another guy until she met her husband. And she knew that her husband was the one because she felt what she had felt in in high school, like on a much deeper level, of course. But she was like, wait, this is it. I like, I know mm-hmm. what this is. And I think there's something to that. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. beneficial. But again, it has to, you have to come back to like the high school, like maturity. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, increasingly high school, um, high school aged people are, are far less mature than they were, you know, 10 years ago, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, you know, like it, that comes with social media and the culture and, and things like that. But um, I just thought that was a really interesting way of looking at it. So I don't want to backtrack here, but I, I think it, that brings up a good point that we mentioned before about dating in high school to kind of figure out what a relationship looks like, figure out how to treat um, the opposite gender. And I think some people in high school need to date to figure out what love in a marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. There's so many different types of love, love between parent and child, love between brothers, love between close friends, love between humanity you know we're called as christians to love one another mm-hmm. how do we differentiate loving friends loving people and loving our enemies there's different types of love and i think it is very important um at some point early on to date to just figure out what love is i always hate like co- like coming from the perspective and answering questions with it depends because i absolutely hate when i get that answer but unfortunately I really feel like a lot of the things that we've talked about so far are my answer is it depends on them. 
So I absolutely hate giving you guys that answer because it's just such a like wobbly answer. But I think even like for me, I think when it comes back to like, um, like how long to date someone before you marry them and like things like that. I feel like in a lot of ways, uh, more than more so than people at our school just saying something, I'm a lot more inclined to lean on the lesser side of them, which I feel like is a bit interesting, a little bit different. Like you mean like less time? Less time. Yeah. But also one thing that like this really is interesting to me is because in a lot of ways, that's kind of the environment I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like my hometown that I lived in, there's a school there, like a university there, and a lot of students, they end up finding who they're going to marry there, and they get married the summer after they graduate. And so that's just kind of like what has become normal to me. And in that, and like they'll pro- and like probably date for like a year or before they get married, something like that. Um, and like by no means does that mean that every single one of those marriages is perfect, every single one of them worked out exactly right. Um, but I, I would, would love to see the statistics on that. But I also think it's different, too, because mm-hmm. I think a like a Christian marriage that gets married young and on short time is going to hopefully if both of those people like remain faithful to the Lord, it's going to last much longer than like a worldly marriage that with people that get married young, too. And so I know Henson said this multiple times and I've like agreed with this multiple times. But I really think a lot of it does come down to mat- your maturity level as yeah, well. Absolutely. Right. And I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on promise rings? I, mm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen that more and more in the last few years um, of people. It's kind of in between phase of right. serious dating and engagement. So I, I'm curious what your thoughts on that is. Should the person go ahead, bite the bullet and get engaged? Should, they, should that promise kind of be implied? What are your thoughts on promise rings? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like I said earlier, I don't think you should be engaged for a prolonged period mm-hmm. of time. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I, like, I've thought about this too. Like if someone like left for the army or something, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, they're calling. That's what they're supposed to go do. But like, how do you balance that but with the relationship? And I don't know, like would it be would it be right to get engaged before they leave or and i don't know how a promise ring plays into that but i do think there are times and places for them to be used possibly mm-hmm. but i do think that it, it it's kind of it seems to be a product of the culture that we live in which does not want to commit it mm-hmm. doesn't want to get married and, and and it's like increasingly you know there are there's such a just a huge lack of committed relationships marriages that are are lasting like you don't you don't commit to someone you just you know will sleep around with someone or be in a relationship just to be but you you are not committed and so in that respect i like i don't know it would have to be a very specific situation to be used appropriately i think yeah to me what it comes down to is intent um i one wholeheartedly agree with chloe that it's partially a product of our society where I think sometimes people use promise rings as an excuse Mm -hmm. to not make that next level of commitment. But I also think there are definitely scenarios where promise rings are very fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if you're, I've seen, this kind of goes back to high school relationships a little bit, but if you're in one of those scenarios where you do have a high school relationship and it's a mature one where you are very intentional with one another and you you know like this is someone you're going to marry, but you're in high school and you just don't feel like getting engaged at that age is right. Like I can definitely see where a promise ring would work into that. Um, but 
it also really just to me it really just all comes down to intent what are you intending by giving and accepting this promise ring Mm -hmm. is it putting off responsibility or is it you don't like is it oh you see that when you are engaged to someone like that's it there's no backing out from it so you want this promise ring so you still have that out like that back door to lead out of if worst comes to worst like that absolutely not but if like it yeah just really intent like is it a way to evade responsibility for you or is it truly hey like this just isn't like we know we're gonna get married to one another we know we're going Mm -hmm. to get engaged but maybe we're too young for it right now or for some reason outside of our control that cannot happen right. yet right. right i think mm-hmm. it definitely mm-hmm. comes down to intent i just asked that question because I've, I've always struggled to really articulate what my feelings are to me a promise ring just the essence of it kind of implies that the commitment isn't there in the original yeah. relationship mm-hmm. so i've always struggled because i definitely think there are times when a promise ring is okay and acceptable in a relationship and is sometimes necessary mm-hmm. for a relationship, going back to the military example. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just always kind of messed with me. Yeah, that me too. Yeah. It, there's with the- it's like, why aren't you engaged? Right. And yeah. also it's just like, why can't the implied commitment of that relationship be present without having this promise ring? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to articulate in a relationship that I am committed to you. It should be implied in action and it should be even said just in general conversation. It shouldn't be some grand gesture I have to do to say, hey, I'm actually in this relationship for the right reasons. Yeah. I definitely think promise rings should be the exception to the rule, not the rule. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We'll be right with you right after the break. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to the Fact of Life. Thank you for joining us again for the second segment of our dating and relationships topic with Hinson here, our first guest on the Fact of Life. Awesome. So, okay, I want to dive right into this next um, thing we're going to talk about. I want to talk about what you guys think about being equally yoked. Like, what does that mean to you? Um, I could pull up the verse, but like when you hear that as Christians, too, I mean, like, what does that what does that make you think of? What does that imply in your brain? And like, what do you feel about it? A relationship being equally yoked means like you shouldn't have to witness to somebody in a relationship. Obviously, you know, as Christians, we're called to share our testimony, we're called to share the gospel, and we're called to mentor other brothers and sisters in Christ. But that relationship between brothers and sisters of Christ looks very different than a marriage. When you, going back to biblical verses, when you're married, you become one. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you're part of one church, but you're still brothers and sisters in Christ you're each different individuals Mm -hmm. and that comes back to 
where we are on our journey with God, where we are in our faith life. So I think being equally yoked means that we can become one because we are in the same, we believe in the same things and we we understand our faith and we understand Christ in the same way and our relationship with him is compatible. I think that's true. And I, I my youth pastor said this because he, he, I was, it was so funny. He did like a whole like youth group night on relationships and he was just like so firm. And I was like, thank you so much, Caleb. That was so good. But something he said was like, when you're in a relationship, like you should be looking for someone who has, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain this, like take this with a grain of salt, but like you should look for someone who has a better relationship with the Lord than you do because like, and that, that's purely subjective. Like you don't actually know what their heart is, but like when, when someone is just so in love with the Lord and they are living their life um, and they are just so like in step with the calling that God has for them and, you know, just like living with that light, reflecting Christ, you know, it's so inspiring to you because, you know, you, you want to, you, you have to partner together and go on this journey together. And, you know, I just, I loved that, love that idea, you know, like finding someone who, you know, is going to challenge and encourage you in your faith. And that's, that's something that's huge for me. Like, I, you know, to have someone that is, you know, on a equal or higher, higher level, I guess, in, in essence, just because, they can, they understand where your faith is, but they're also encouraging and supporting you and, and vice versa. You should be doing that to them as well. Right. You know, I think that's essential to a relationship. There's, I, I've mentioned this on an episode before, but like there's a little triangle where on, on the bottom two corners of the triangle, it's the man and the wife. And at the top of the triangle is God. And, you know, the closer you grow to God, the closer you grow to each other up on, right. on the triangle, you know? Yeah. You know, like ultimately what I've always been told, and I'm sure Chloe and Henson have been told the same thing growing up, is you want to find someone who's going to put God as the most important person in a relationship. And right. this goes exactly into yep. what Chloe's triangle yep. is saying. But when you're both putting God first and each other second, mm-hmm. then that's when you have that triangle, triangle analogy like Chloe was saying. But what I think so many times I see, um, whether it's with our generation, just society in general, and especially like believers is that they get into these relationships where they start dating people of maybe unbelievers and they have this like I'm going to fix them attitude. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is like you can't build that relationship whenever they're not putting God first as well. Right. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, like by all means, like be friend to this person. Have Bible studies with this person. Like maybe someday there will be a relationship there. But if you get into that relationship while you're still unequally yoked and you're not on the same page there, then that relationship is going to crash and then you're going to lose that opportunity to bring them closer to the Lord. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, one thing, and we don't have to get super into this because this might be, I don't know, it's a little controversial on Hillsdale's campus, but I'm interested to see what Chloe and Henson think. What do you you all think about um, Protestants and Catholics dating? Now, for those of you listening, we have so many like Protestants and Catholics on campus. We have so many um, Christians on campus, but that's kind of like a hot topic on Hillsdale's campus. Um, We're all like friends with one another. We like to joke about it all the time, but it is something that comes up a lot where, you know, you have both groups who 100% believe in Christ, but there's a large difference between Catholicism and Protestantism. And so, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've heard a lot of different opinions on that. So, Want to, if y'all are okay with sharing, yeah, I would love to hear what you think. My mind first goes to the question, what about the children? 
because yes. most relationships, the majority of relationships, are going to have kids along mm-hmm. the way somewhere. So how do you how do you raise that kid? Mm-hmm. Do you raise it Protestant? Do you raise it Catholic? Do you do it one week one, one week the other? Mm-hmm. Is that a true faith if we're bouncing between the I two? Think, I think it just goes a little bit deeper though, because for me, I like I personally see fundamental differences in Protestant and Catholic right. beliefs, mm-hmm. and like. I know that Catholicism informs a lot. It, like the, the theology of Catholicism is just fundamentally different than Protestantism. And so the things that I believe about God and my relationship with God and um, my salvation are different from what a Catholic believes. And I, I don't think that I could be in like a romantic relationship with that because I mean, like I just said, like being on the same level, being able to communicate your deepest like like your relationship with God is like the most important thing you know and if Mm -hmm. you can't relate to the person that is part of you you know in a marriage you can't relate on the deepest level I that's not being equally yoked and I think that's Mm -hmm. really important right I I think that goes to another very surface level point but I totally think a couple needs to be sitting beside each other in the pew of the same church. Absolutely. It, mm-hmm. A yeah, relationship agreed. will not work if one of you is sitting in a Catholic church, one of you is sitting in a Protestant church. No, and it goes back yeah. It goes back mm-hmm. to being equally yoked on a very practical level. Being equally yoked is important for this very reason. If I'm sitting in a church and maybe they're saying some things that aren't compatible with the word, aren't compatible with our beliefs, if you're not equally yoked, one person is going to understand, it's going to flag, hey, that might not be what the Bible actually says. But mm-hmm. the other one isn't on that same level and isn't doesn't have mm-hmm. that same level of faith. It's yeah. not going to click with them. And that's mm-hmm. going to cause a rift between the relationship. And it's also going back to you're not equally yoked. You have to be equally yoked for that purpose so that God can show both of you where he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. God doesn't need to show one of you where to go and then that person dragged the other one along. Yeah, no, it's, you are a unit, you are a team. Also, marriage is supposed to be a reflection of Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. And that, that mm-hmm. you know, inseparable bond of once you are a child of God, nothing separates that. You know, nothing is meant to, sep- like nothing can separate that. But in, in marriage, like that's a reflection of Christ's devotion and self-sacrifice to the church and the church's, you know, submission to, the, to, to Christ. And it's just, it's this beautiful picture, but... I think that is the example that we need to follow. And it's this incredible, like, you know, incredible culmination of everything. But that's the standard, you know, mm-hmm. and the church and Christ, you know, they are, I, I can't say they're equally yoked, I guess, because one's God and one's the church. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the standard of, of what we're looking at. Um, I just, I love your point there about not getting into relationship to fix somebody. I think that's so true. Um, obviously no one is perfect and you're not going to just find someone who's like, Oh my goodness, I wouldn't change a single thing about them. But the biggest advice that my mom has always given me, she said, if this guy were to not change an iota from now, would you be okay with that? Like if he's not going to change, are you going to be okay with that? Cause you can't guarantee they're going to change. You know what I mean? And the second thing she says is if your son grew up to be just like him, would you be okay with that? Mm-hmm. And I go, mom, that's such good advice. Like if if they're not going if i feel like they're not going to change like they could change very well but you can't count on that and you don't get in a relationship to change someone but you know if you're not okay with like you feel like my son's going to grow up to be like that uh, i don't know that's just food for thought right. i think yeah 
You need to make sure you're not being like handy mandy in the relationship. Like you should never strive to have the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle relationship. You should not be having to fix the other's discomfortability because you should be comfortable before you get into that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's not to say like, you know, you can't be there for someone. You can't, you know, like you will become their best friend and like their their deepest confidant and you will help each other through you know incredibly difficult things but i think the key there is helping each other right it -hmm. should be a mutual Mm -hmm. we're we're mutually working on this relationship in different ways yeah yeah i agree okay well in our last little bit we're gonna be a little bit more lighthearted, i think but actually i'm really curious hinton what's your idea like what do you think is it always the responsibility of the man to okay like a bring up bring up the relationship conversations b ask the girl on a date um like is it is it the man's responsibility or like is there some give and take there i've never really thought about this question that much i obviously think um the man is obviously the leader of the household and should you know take on those responsibilities and that should show through the dating that they are able to take lead as they would in the household but i also think i don't know how i feel because like, yes, I feel like the guy, like, the majority of the time should lead in the relationship. But also, again, like, sometimes it's not the guy's priority. Sometimes the guy isn't seeing the potential there. Until it's brought to his attention. Until it's brought to his attention. I think... And I'm not saying necessarily that the way to bring it to his attention is to, you know, go, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? But... Sometimes, you know, looking at him isn't telling him anything. <laughs> Thank you, Henson. Interesting. No, okay. I I kind of agree with Henson on this one because I think it's definitely okay for the girl to make it known to the guy that maybe she's interested. I mean, they'll be creepy about it for goodness sakes. But, like, I think, like, making sure that like, that initial interest is aware, like, in that sense, technically, I guess if that's kind of a first move, then yes. But as far as, like, I'm not sure I would go so far as to say, like, will you go on a date with me? And then even, or, like, if you do, like, hang out one time, after that, I would say it's definitely in, like, the guy's hands as well. I just always think love is action. So if you love this man, you should be acting on it, too. It shouldn't be him that's the only one acting in the relationship. That isn't to say you should be the one picking up the check at the end of the date or anything like that but it's to say if you love someone you should act on that love instead of waiting but like is it the woman's place to start that that's my question it depends on what you mean by start that like ask them on the first date i don't know specifically how i feel on that interesting okay i would say call (laughs) 1-800 Should a girl ask a guy on a first date <laughs> and maybe they will have the answer. Wait, guys, let us know. I don't think they sh- I personally think it's kind of a it's kind of a product of our culture mm-hmm. because I mean and and Maddie Grace going to talk about this in the next couple episodes just about gender roles and masculinity mm-hmm. and feminism and and all the things. But like within within the society like I've seen videos of people guys are like come on girls like why aren't you doing more? Like it's not all on us. It is the man's responsibility to lead. You know what I right. mean? And I think when you're starting off a relationship on the wrong foot, like I know for myself, I'm a very like outgoing woman. Like I would not be afraid of asking a guy, you know, right. but like, I don't know that that's my place and I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, 
I think um not that I'm not that I like wouldn't make it known to someone I guess yeah but 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 even so like I would want the guy to you know like take me on like ask me on the first date like yeah Mm -hmm. you know talk about a relationship like not just me right you know be the one to bring it up yeah I think when it to me what it comes down to is like how are you defining first move I think at all times the girl should feel comfortable and be able to like let the guy know how she's feeling or like that the interest mm-hmm. is there so maybe if it's at the beginning and it's there's not a relationship and you just like know of each other then i definitely think the girl can in some way make that known whatever that seems like but when it does come down to like saying like will you go on a date with me to go do this i think that is the guy's role in the relationship and if you like do make it known to the guy and he doesn't do anything from that then i think at that point like well i think in general if a guy also makes his feelings known to a girl he should just stop then but i think if the girl's like tries to like make her feelings known and nothing and the guy does nothing with that then it's like more farther than that then you're pursuing the relationship right i do I not agree. think a woman should ever pursue a relationship like mm-hmm. in that respect mm-hmm. once you are in one obviously it takes two and you need yeah like like right. said you need to be taking action but mm-hmm. i don't think that you should pursue that's not a woman's place yeah. i agree and i agree with what maddie grace said about actually being the person to say hey do you want to go on a date with me to go do this i do think that should be the man's role because again Mm -hmm. the man should reflect the biblical leadership that he's called to Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. he's called to be the head of the household and he should reflect that because i don't know how y'all feel i'm sure you probably that's a big thing to consider when dating is Mm -hmm. can this man lead a family yeah same thing can i submit to him like as a woman yeah right and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that a lot more, too. What does I have, it mean to submit? Yeah, yeah all that kind that of thing. That kind of thing. Just a sneak peek. Go read Ephesians. And that's my mm-hmm. answer. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, another thing that... Ephesians is a long book. Okay, Ephesians 5, Hinson? <laughs> um, one thing Chloe mentioned when she first asked us this question was, like, I think you said bringing up, like, conversations of the relationship. And we haven't really touched on that so far. Um, so, I'd be interested to know what y'all think. Yeah, but, close this out. Like, let's talk about just, yeah, that. Because I know Chloe and I have, like, had many conversations on this one. Um, But I think, you know, it's one thing when you're starting a relationship and making moves in the relationship, like, asking someone out on a date or, like, proposing to them or something like that. But when you're in the relationship, I think in all circumstances, the woman should by all means feel comfortable bringing her maybe concerns about the relationship or how she's feeling to the man in that relationship. Um, But it should also be the man's job to ask those questions i think and i I, I hardly agree but on the other side sometimes women don't necessarily express their true feelings directly that's sometimes they're maybe passive aggressive or maybe (laughs) they just Oh, I've seen that on the other side too i'm going to to get canceled by some women out there (laughs) i'm going to take this I'm just going to withdraw from this a little bit and maybe he'll notice my silence and figure oh, out no, there's something wrong. Maybe it, he'll notice my silence. <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't work and sometimes I feel like women aren't necessarily clear and they should be. They I make should it be, my goal as a woman to not be confusing. Right. Women should be clear but about their feelings. Yes, but it should also be the guy's role to know I don't want to say to know what his woman is feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like to be to I be in touch attentive with attentive to that. Yeah, attentive. Yeah, to that. yeah. I think 
it's definitely a two-way street. The man should be attempting to be attentive to that. And I think it is harder in a way because women are a lot of times like, well, almost women are a lot more emotional than men. So sometimes I, th- I think women, men should be making that active effort to look out for that in their girlfriend, fiance, wife. But I also think a lot of times if like the woman in the relationship is like she's seeing something or she's feeling something that is not able to be expressed. I think she should absolutely be able to bring up her Mm -hmm. concerns. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, that's totally like, yes. I mean, if if there's something wrong in the relationship, full send. I mean, you need to talk about that. Communication is so key. Um, And we haven't really even talked about that, but communication is everything. But also... Like, if you, you know, are really good friends or something, like, I think it really does need to be the guy to bring that mm-hmm. up. All right. Well, that was such a great episode. And I, I, I think to end it out, I just would like to say, I mean, in all of this, within relationships, I think the biggest thing is to be in prayer and to be in in, 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 in walk with Christ and to know where you are in your relationship with Christ. I think you need to be in a good spot. Um, but I, I think that, you know, when you are when you're walking, when you're walking with God and you are putting him first in your life, a lot of things fall in place. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I would just say like, continue that. And I think the Bible has a lot of, a lot of things to say about, about relationships. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you're having marital issues, make sure to email factoflifepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, maybe He's not kidding. marriage, dating issues we can talk to you about. <laughs> we should also maybe close by saying like our like favorite couple that embodies the perfect marriage. Like we mm, should my close. parents. <laughs> That's actually very sweet. I don't. I said that, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer for that one. Yeah. I will say, and I know Maddie Grace, you're gonna love this. I do like the relationship between Sarah, Sarah Huckabee and Brian. Oh yes. Yes, because the relationship is very much, um, like you can see it from social media that they both play a role and they both have a respect for each other mm-hmm. and their individual roles. Um, and they're both super supportive of both and know mm-hmm. when to take the step back and let the other one lead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important is recognizing what each person contributes. And I know that's probably getting a little bit into, you know, gender roles that you'll talk about later. But I think that's very important mm-hmm. in a relationship to mm-hmm. be able to identify here's your role in the relationship. Here's what you contribute. Here's my role. Here's what I contribute. And here's where we need to let each other shine and do their own absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very, I've, very important. I've absolutely loved being able to watch her take her role as governor, you know, obviously head of a state, but also see him still leading as the head of their household. Right. Um, it's just really interesting because, you know, traditionally you see a man in the role of governor or president and then the wife being the first lady. But here we have our, like, a first gentleman, and I think is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And he's still fulfilling those, like, I guess, like, philanthropic and like different type roles like that but while still leading their family as well and i think they've just from what i've been able to see balance that role very well yeah thank you so much for listening today you guys i really hope that you enjoyed this kind of fresh take from three um young christian conservative you know you were gonna say females (laughs) conservative (laughs) i always say conservative women but conservative young people that are you know really trying to to serve the lord and and figure Mm -hmm. out you know what are what we're supposed to be doing so um i really hope you enjoyed this yeah, Henson, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, Absolutely. It was such an me. honor having you on the podcast. As always, guys, if there's anything we covered today that maybe was a little you had a question about or want us to cover more, make sure you email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or send us a message at Fact of Life Podcast on Instagram and at Fact of Life Pod on Twitter. Make sure to follow us and give us maybe a like or a comment while you're there as well. 
You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts of, and, of course, here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thank you guys for joining us today. It's been so much fun. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Mattingly Watson. And I'm Hudson Pete. <laughs> I totally, that is amazing. All right, we okay. can do it together. Okay. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. I'm Mattingly Watson. And I'm Hudson Pete. And, and we, we approve, approve of this message. message. Woo!